What are you wishing for this Christmas season? It probably goes beyond your Amazon wish list or what you'd like to see under the tree. Your deepest wishes often have to do with regrets, failures, betrayal, broken relationships. But wishing comes with a sense of uncertainty. With all of the evil and the turmoil in the world today, everything feels uncertain. We hope for something new, something to fix the mess all around us. But instead, things just get messier. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, and hope for many has been deferred for a long time. This is nothing new. It was into this same kind of hopeless climate that God sent hope into a broken world. People had abandoned the hope they once held, giving way to the hurt and pain and madness all around them. But true hope came in the form of a baby born in a manger. The thrill of hope is that Jesus brought hope into a world that was hopeless. He came to rescue us all. This is what makes Christmas worth celebrating. Our Savior and King, Jesus Christ, has come.
Well, good morning, church. Yeah, thank you, Andrea. I'm Scott Weatherford. Welcome to First Baptist Church, Wimberley, Texas. We exist to build lives that honor God, and that's your life. Now, instead of me giving you a bunch of announcements, we put them all in the bulletin. That'll give you something to do to read later while I'm talking, okay? So you can check out everything we've got going on. A lot of great things happening here at Christmas here at First Baptist, but we welcome you. We are so glad you're here. If you're a guest with us and you'd like to know more about us, there's a contact card in the pew back in front of you. Just take that out, fill it out, drop it in the basket on your way out. We will not show up on your doorstep unannounced unless you're barbecuing in the backyard. We're stopping by, okay? So take that chance and fill that out. We've got a lot of great things going on. But tonight, today, we want to take you on a celebration and an adventure of hope. You know, hope at Christmas is that great gift, but hope is not a feeling or an expectation. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. So we're going to sing about him. We're going to read about him. We're going to celebrate him, and I pray that you'll leave here today forever changed because hope has come down. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the venture we're going to be on this morning as we hear and sing and celebrate who you are here in this Christmas season. Thank you that you are good and you're loving and that you brought us together that our lives might be built by you. You're incredible. So use us today, speak through us today. We pray this all in your son's strong name, amen.
that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman empire. And all returned to their ancestral town to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there to the village of, from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was now expecting a child. She was a great with child. You know Mary had to be thrilled about that donkey ride, right? <laughs> and while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. No lodging available for the king of kings.
you lost your stick, son. You want to go down here and get that? Is that your shepherd's staff? That's good. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. Probably the greatest understatement in all of Scripture. And the angel said, and the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by the very vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to whom with God is pleased. And when the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, um, hey, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which uh, the Lord has told us about. Duh. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's stories were astonished. But Mary she kept these things in her heart and she thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they'd heard and seen, just as the angel, just as the angel had told them.
us the Christ, born in Bethlehem. A baby born to save, to save the souls of men. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Heaven's mother reaching down to save. One of the great mysteries of all theology is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Why would he choose to take on flesh and live among us? Because he loves you. So let's stand together and let's sing some great Christmas carols of the love and the hope of Jesus Christ.
some of y'all are hoping I wouldn't go preach. Guess what? Your hopes are dashed. But you know, there's hope at Christmas. And I just want to take just a few minutes and talk to you about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, some of you notice that I'm chewing gum. It'll be all right. I can hear my mama say, Scott, you're not supposed to be chewing gum in church. But I've always been a little rebellious, so she'll be all right. She's with Jesus, and you will be as well. But I want to talk to you about hope. What are you hoping for this Christmas? Are you hoping to get a a Daisy BB gun, a Red Ryder? You know you'll shoot your eye out. Are you hoping that your in-laws won't be able to make it this year? Are you hoping your kids won't stay up all night? Are you hoping this preacher won't preach too long? Well, some of the hope will come true. Some will want. But what are you hoping for this Christmas? Christmas is the season of hope, but let me say this to you again. It's not the emotion or the feeling. It's the reality of Jesus. Paul said it this way. When Christ, who is our hope, appears, and he has. Born in a lowly village called Bethlehem, wrapped in strips of cloth and lay in a manger because there was no room for him there. But is there room for him here? I truly hope so. But let me share with you the hope that Christmas brings. Here's the first thing. There's the hope you can be made right with God. The hope that you can be made right with God. Listen to what Paul said to the church in Corinth. He said this, for God made Christ who'd never sinned to be the offering of our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That you can have peace with God. Paul said this way to the church in Rome. Therefore, we now have peace with God through faith in Christ Jesus. That you can be made right. Made right with God. I didn't tell this into the other two gatherings because I didn't have this story to tell. But just right after the last gathering, a guy caught me. He said, hey, I want to tell you about what it means to be made right with God. It's one of our church members. He said, I had an addiction and God set me free. He said, I had an addiction that was overwhelming my life. But when Christ came into my life, it was gone. You see, being made right with God means repentance. It means renewal. It means new life. I could be made right with God. But that's not the only hope that you'll have this reconciliation with God and your sins would be forgiven. It says this, and we know that God's children do not make a a practice of sinning for God's son holds them securely and the evil one can't touch them. Not only am I made right with God, I'm held securely by God. And listen, my right relationship with God is not hinged on my behavior. It's hinged on God himself. The hope of Christmas also means that I could become a new person. The prophet Ezekiel said this years before Christ came, and I will give you a new heart, a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your old stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so you will follow my decrees and carefully obey all my regulations. What? In other words, this is what God's going to do. 
You don't get to turn over a new leaf. You get a new life. And you got an old stony, stubborn heart. Do you have an old stony, stubborn heart? Look at your neighbor and say, you got a stony, stubborn heart. But this is what God wants. Some of y'all are having fun with that. This is what God wants. He wants you to have a tender and compassionate heart. To be moved in such a way that God overwhelms you with who you are new in Christ. You see, the woo of God, as he comes and he beckons you, come to me. And the change of God, he says, I'm going to make you new. You know, the only people that remind you of your past, y'all know, you've heard me say this, are your extended family and, you know, and the devil. Of course, your high school classmates do that as well. So get off Facebook, y'all. But God says, I've made you new. You were not who you once were. And the, the sign of a new life is, get this, is that I'm quick to recognize sin and repent. And I'm quick to forgive you of your trespasses against me. Wow. But the hope of Christmas is this, that I can live in freedom. No longer bound by my hurts or my habits or my hangups, by my addiction, by my bitterness. I can live in freedom. Jesus said it this way through, through Pastor John. He said this, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. The bank won't set you free. The government won't set you free. But Jesus will set you free. And the hope of Christmas is that Christ has come to save sinners, which I am the chief of, to set me free, that I can no longer live like I used to live, but I can live in freedom and live in peace. And here's the last thing. Now, don't get too excited because, you know, when a pastor says the last thing, there's always more to the last thing than the other things. The hope is I can live forever. The hope is I can live forever, which is amazing to me that because of Christmas, because of the cross, because of the tomb, the gospel says death is defeated. This week, we celebrated the life of a man well-lived, the life of 41, George Herbert Walker Bush. And we saw a state funeral for him, and we heard his son, George W. speak. I, I wrote George a condolence note. I was so impressed with him as a leader. In fact, I, I miss him as a leader. You know, in George H.W. Bush, he's not dead. He's more alive than he's ever been. Not because he was president, maybe in spite of the fact he was president. It's because he belonged to King Jesus. Now, some of y'all say, well, he's an Episcopalian. There ain't no way he's a Christian. Shame on you. Because these denominational labels you wear, when you go up, they fall off. When you go down, they burn off. It's all about Jesus. And this man who lived well and wore funny socks lived all for Jesus. And he's not dead. He's more alive than he's ever been. But it's not that I could just live forever in heaven is the hope of Christmas is that I can live with power today, with purpose today, and with you people today to be the hope of the world called the church. Because of Christmas, there's hope 
that I can live now and I can live in the next. My friend Rick Warren said this way. He said, this life is just preparation for the next life. When I first heard him say it, I thought, man, that's shallow because I'm a judgmental preacher. Actually, I should have said, dang it, I wish I'd have thought of that. But here's the truth about that. It truly is. As I allow the love and hope of Jesus Christ to live in my life and to spill over into your life, that you get hope from me because I got hope from him, and you get hope from him, and you give me hope back, and we live as the hope of the world. We're just preparing for the glorious, everlasting hope in the presence of our Savior and our God. Here's a newsflash for you. God wants every one of you in this room, every one of you watching online, to join him in heaven. He loves you. And there's hope, my friend. So this morning, I want you to think about two things. First of all, if you belong to Jesus, celebrate the hope. Be contagious with the hope. If you don't belong to Jesus, come and get your hope today. It's fresh. It's new. It's Christmas. And it's for you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you that you love us with a love that just is unrelenting, that will not let us go. And Father, I pray that here at Christmas, we'll pay attention to the prompting and the wooing of your spirit to our hearts that we might live differently. We might live in your hope. Not a feeling or expectation, not a wishful thought, but the reality is that you are with us and that you have saved us and we are free in you and we can live all for you. Father, I sense there may be some in this room, this this great crowd, that have never trusted you as Lord and Savior. And right now they feel the woo in their heart that they need to do this. They need to give their life to you. Father, I pray that they'll have the courage to accept you this morning. Folks, if that's you, you feel this in your heart, this is something you need to do, that I'm gonna help you. I'm not gonna be creepy. I'm not gonna make you walk an aisle or raise your hand or fill out a card or anything like that but I want to give you an opportunity to trust Christ. Right now, if this is you, pray this prayer with me. Pray it believing. Just let me guide you through it. Pray this. Lord Jesus, right now, this morning, I give my life to you. Thank you that you died for me on the cross, that you rose again from the grave. Lord, I give you my sins. I give you my hurts. I give you my life, and I want to live for you. Jesus, I'm yours. I'm yours. And I pray this in your strong name. Amen. Look at me, please. If you just prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the life of hope, and welcome to the family of God. You know what I've discovered is that most people don't turn when they see the light. They turn when they feel the heat. But three old boys are going to come sing about the light of Jesus. And I want you to get your southern gospel on because here they come. Let's hear. I've seen the light. I was a seeker 
for a light in a dark world. I look for truth, but settled for lies. I have been blinded. I couldn't see till a star in Bethlehem sky opened my eyes.
You always sit down. Michael forgot he's got to sing another song. <laughs> the wonder of Christmas, seized by God coming to flesh. Just don't see the light. Live in the light, the wonder of King Jesus. Is there any wonder that this night is filled with miracles and mysteries and unrelenting splendor? Is there any wonder that the sky's alive with angels shouting Gloria? Today you have a Savior. The throne is back while glory fills the manger. God with us is like a stranger far away where his life will be offered is there any wonder even now the tree that one day will become his cross grows just like all the others and the world is changed forever behold the man the lamb for sinners
And the wonder of God was displayed on that holy night when Christ was born. So we want to end our worship experience, our gathering. Actually, we're not going to end it. We're going to extend it. But we'd like to sing for you and for the Lord, O Holy Night. Here we go.
Let's go. 